Gather around, everyone. You're missing out on all the fun. This is episode 18 of Magic and the Law of Attraction with Madame Bamita. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Well, I'm so glad to be back here for another episode of our podcast. It's like the olden days again. I'm doing a podcast. Yay. I'm glad to be back and doing this again. I've been doing something that sort of is reminiscent of the podcast, but in a little less formal way. And I want to encourage you to check it out. It's something I call the Magical Q&A Tea Party. And I hold it every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. And it's live. So you guys can tune in on Instagram. And if you aren't following me on Instagram, my Instagram account is Madam Pamita, all one word. Or you can follow me on YouTube because I broadcast it there simultaneously on youtube.com slash Madame Pamita. Again, all one word, no spaces, no dashes, none of that stuff. So if you check me out at one of those at 5 p.m. on 5 p.m. Pacific on Sundays, you can get a chance to ask a question about magic or law of attraction or spell work, uh, spirit guides, past lives, anything. You can ask any spiritual question that would be helpful. Now, it's not the place to ask a question about your own personal life or your own personal circumstances, but you can ask questions about magic, and you can ask about things that may pertain to you, but also pertain to others as well. Now, this um, live Q&A I don't get to really delve in very deeply. You know, I'm only spending maybe five or 10 minutes on each question. So it's not kind of not the same depth of knowledge that we get in the podcast here, but it is something where you get immediate gratification. You can ask your questions, type them in, and then I'll answer them right away. I do encourage you to come in early at 5 p.m. because it runs five to six, but I usually get to only the first five to 10 questions. So you want to get in there early and ask your questions early. So check that out on YouTube or on Instagram. It's the magical Q&A tea party with Madame Pamita, and it's 5 p.m. Sundays. So I hope to see you over there. All right, so getting to the podcast. This week's question was sent in by Adrian from Lomita, and she asked, um, what... I'll read you her whole question. So thank you for all the beautiful candles that you make have at your bookstore. I have purchased many. My question has to do with the meanings of the ways the candle burns. I put my intent in that candle, inscribe my intent into that candle, dress it with oils, then herbs. However, sometimes the actual candle, not just the wick, burns. It may start high and then go low. Would you please explain why the candle itself sometimes burns and why it may start high and hours later fizzle to a very low flame? Well, that is a fantastic question, and I'm so happy to talk about this. So it really raises the question, how do we do a candle reading? How do we read a candle? And we're going to talk about that in this episode. We're going to talk about what it means to read a candle, and we're going to talk also about the things that you can do 
and read in a candle. So there are three things that you can read in a candle. We're going to go over those three things. And we're also going to talk about how you can turn a candle spell around and why a troubling candle burn really isn't so troubling. So we'll get to all of those in our episode today. So let's get to it. So what does it mean to read a candle? So reading a candle is like reading tea leaves. We've all heard of reading tea leaves. And when we're looking at, you know, I don't know, a movie where someone's reading tea leaves, we get, you know, the impression of what's going on. They're seeing pictures of things in the tea leaves that give them, the reader, symbolic information. So the same thing happens when we're reading a candle. The candle, reading a candle is just like reading tea leaves. You can interpret what you see, and it's an oracle to give you spiritual feedback on what's going on surrounding that spell. Um, We can read a burning candle, while a candle while it's burning gives us information. And we can also read a candle after it's complete, so we can read the candle remains. So let's talk about reading a burning candle first. So there are first three things that you need to look at. Um, When we're looking at a burning candle, there are three things that you can read. You can read the flame, you can read the wax, and you can also read the smoke. So reading a flame, what does that mean? Well, there are plenty of ways you can read a flame. You look at the flame to see, is it burning high? Is it burning low? Is the flame dancing around? Or is the flame making noises, crackling, chattering noises? Has the flame separated into two flames or more? Um, Is there a knot in the wick? And does the flame go out completely? Does the wick dip down in and the flame go out? So let's talk about what those mean. When we see a high flame, a high flame means high passion, high energy. So when we're looking at, for example, two candles, we're burning two candles, one representing us and one representing the object of our affections, if one flame is burning higher and stronger than another, that means the passions are higher in that party, that person, right? So if, for example, we are looking at our flame of our candle and it's burning higher than the flame of the other person's candle, that would mean that perhaps we have more passionate feelings than that other person and what we need to work on is increasing the passion for that person. Or maybe the other person's passion is very, very high. Their flame is very high. They may be more passionate. Now, passion can mean sexual attraction, but it can also mean anger. It could also mean just stronger feelings or more volatile feelings. So you have to know a little bit about that person to sort of judge what that means, but it's giving you feedback about the state of your candle. Now, if you're doing a candle, for example, for uh, prosperity or success, and your candle flame was burning high, it's telling you that more energy is needed, more passion is needed, more enthusiasm is needed, and the spell is doing that work on your behalf. The opposite is true of a low flame, of a flame that's burning low, it's burning very burning very weakly. Um, we look at that as not enough passion, or maybe the need to calm down the passion. Maybe things are too angry and we need to calm them down, or maybe things aren't energetic enough and we need to pump them up. But it's giving you some kind of feedback that you can then interpret in light of the topic at hand. Dancing flame. A dancing flame is a fun thing to see. A dancing flame is very interesting, especially when we're burning more than one candle and we're only seeing one of the candles dancing. Dancing energy generally is scattered energy, meaning they're all over the place. So if you see, for example, 
in our example of burning a candle for ourselves and burning a candle for the object of our affection. If you see that person's candle is burning and the flame is dancing all over the place while your flame is very still, and we're not seeing a wind source or something that would make the candle flame move, then what we are seeing there is the fact that this person is kind of all over the place, kind of scattered and maybe not focused enough. Same thing is true if we're burning a spell, let's say for uh, power, and we're seeing a dancing flame, maybe you need to consolidate your intentions or bring your focus back to get more focused, more steady. Steady flame is what we want to see. A chattering flame, that's always a great one. A chattering flame is when you've experienced one, you're, you'll know when you experience it because it's like the, the flame or the candles talking to you. It pops and it crackles and it makes these noises. It almost sounds like the candles talking. So if we are listening and we see or seeing and listening to a candle that's burning and it starts chattering, this is about speech and communication. So it may mean, for example, that you need to speak to someone or you need to have a conversation, or it may mean that you need to open up more or you need to communicate more. Or it may indicate that you're talking too much or you're saying too much. So you have to then use your intuition to see which it is. You know, with all of these things, you're you're in getting the message and it's interpreting that symbol. Twin flame. So twin flames, flame separating. So flame separating can mean that there's some kind of duality or separation. It can also mean that there is um, some kind of extra person involved in the spell. If you, for example, were burning about a candle for prosperity and you saw a twin flame, it may mean that you need to bring in a partner for you to work together on this project and your prosperity is not something that you're necessarily supposed to be working on on your own right now. Uh, twin flame in love spell can mean that there's another person involved it could mean, for example, that if you were burning a single candle, it could mean that this person is your twin flame, and a twin flame is a soul that has come back together, a single soul that has been divided into two bodies and is coming back together. So those are the kinds of things that we interpret when we see a twin flame. Knot in a wick. All right, so what does it mean when we see a knot in the wick? Well, it's hard to describe what a knot in the wick looks like, but it's like a bump in your wick. So your wick is, you know, burning, it's black, it's, you know, got the flame on it. But sometimes we see this little little thing that looks like a mushroom, kind of, uh, it's carbon building up on that wick, but it looks like a knot in the wick, so we call it a knot in the wick. And so those are things, that are situations that need untangling. There may be more work that needs to be done to disengage from any kind of um, complications or something of that nature. And that's what we would look at with a knot in the wick is that there needs to be some work done. Flame goes out. So if a flame goes out, there's no wind or source or nobody blew out the candle. The flame just goes out on its own. Then we're looking at a very weak situation and you may have to address it in some other way or with some additional magic because there's just not strong enough of a um, energy to get the, the ultimate outcome. So you may need to put more work into it. You, need, you may need to put more work on the material level or the spiritual level. Again, your intuition will tell you which one it is. Another thing that we can read with a burning candle is the wax. So things that we can look at there are the candle burning faster or slower, the wax ex sort of overflowing the container or staying in the container, the wax remains leaving pillars or like tall pieces of wax that are remaining as the candle burns down. Um, we can see also those pillars being knocked down, and we can see if there are excessive wax remains. So those are the things that we read when we're reading wax. 
So let's talk about the first one, candle burning faster or slower. So if you're burning two figural candles, for example, one for you, one for a lover, and your candle is burning faster than them, that indicates that you may need to slow down your intention around this relationship, for example. So we can use that in comparison, you know, when you have two candles burning, two of the same candles that are burning, and you can see one burning uh, markedly faster than the other one, that's telling us that that person needs to slow down in some way. Now, if we're burning two candles, for example, over a seven-day love spell, you'd want to snuff out the candle that was burning faster and let the other candle catch up to the place that the other one burned to. So that's the recommendation I always make. And sometimes people ask that question when they see the um, come to me spell that I have up on YouTube, for example, they'll ask, what if my, you know, my candle's burning faster than his or her candle? What do I do? You snuff your candle out and you let the other one catch up. That's an, in essence doing magic to let that person catch up get up to speed with you on your intentions about this relationship. I mean, you may be thinking about getting married and that person may just be at the beginning stages of just thinking about being boyfriend and girlfriend. So we want to get them to catch up to you. So that's why you would do that kind of um, uh, interference in that candle in some way. It's not really an interference. We're going to talk about that in a second. Um, Wax being contained or overflowing. So wax... um, Staying in the container in which you are, whether it's a dish or a, a glass um, glass candle holder or some kind of um, candle holder, that glass staying in the container is the thing that we usually want to see. Staying in the container means things are contained, that there's no excessive emotion or excessive spiritual output or things overflowing. When a candle overflows, that tells us something about the situation. That if, for example, you're burning let's say you're burning a success candle for a new business or a road opener candle for a new business. And we see that the wax is flowing over the edges of the Um, the tray or the dish or the um, container that you put the candle in. Um, When we see that, we are knowing that you are maybe putting excessive wasted energy into talking about it or telling people about this new business. And that energy is better channeled internally to working on that business. So, you know, we've all seen that situation where somebody's talking about something, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and they dissipate the energy of their project. So you don't want to do that. So whether it's a love or a business or something that you're working on, if you see overflow of wax, that indicates there's too much talking, too much uh, expended energy, or too too much out, you know, you're, you're throwing too much out there and you need to keep it a little more contained. When we see the wax contained on the tray or the plate, the wax contained in the glass, that's good. That means you're doing the right amount of sharing. So you don't need to do any less, but you don't need to do any more either. When we see wax making pillars, so um, we see a freestanding candle, for example, burned down and there'll be drips on the freestanding candle and those pillars of drips remain even after the candle is burning down. Those pillars represent blocks. Now, if the blocks are standing up, that may mean and indicate that there are some blocks to the outcome here and that you need to work on removing those blocks. Very high blocks or a lot of these um, pillars standing up would indicate, yeah, you might need to do some cleansing work around that topic. Now, if we see those pillars knocked down, sometimes they they grow very tall, but then they fall over as the candle burns down. That's a very good sign because that indicates that your blocks toward your outcome have been knocked down. You've had those blocks, they're there, they're real, but you've knocked them down and you've gotten rid of them. So you've overcome those obstacles. That's a good thing to see. 
excessive wax remains. That's our last thing that we would be looking at in wax. So particularly when we're burning a glass vigil candle or novena candle, or we're burning a candle in a glass container, we want to see the wax burn completely. That's the ideal. When the wax burns completely, it means that there is no additional material world action that needs to be taken. But when we see some wax that is remaining or still intact or or the candle doesn't burn down, down completely, then we're looking at material world action that still needs to be taken. So, for example, you're doing a, a steady work candle, vigil candle for getting a new job. And if we see some wax at the bottom, you know, maybe we see quarter inch or maybe more. That is indicating that you need to do some extra action on the material level, maybe putting out more resumes, maybe um, going to more networking functions or doing something on the material level. So that's an indication of that. So excess wax indicates the necessity for more action. Last thing that we look at is smoke in a candle as it's burning. Now, the smoke is, um, we can see it in two ways. Number one, we can see smoke coming off of the flame and smoke indicates that there's negativity or some kind of either external or internal negativity surrounding that topic. Another thing we can see in the, both the um, candle as it's burning and the candle when it's finished is uh, smoke or soot on the glass. And again, that indicates that there's some kind of negativity, and particularly the black smoke will indicate negativity. And the thicker it is, the more you have to break through. Small bits of smoke aren't a big deal. They usually indicate there's some kind of internal negativity or some kind of doubts or something like that. But if we see a big smoky, smoky, smoky burn all the way down, that would indicate some kind of um, external negativity that needs to get cleared up before you can manifest what it is that you're working on. So these are all ways that we get feedback from our candle spells as they're burning to understand what's happening. Now, as the candle is burning, I recommend that you help the candle along. We're doing spell work. We're not passively watching it. You're not passive about magic. Why should you be passive about your candle burning? Now, there's two schools of thought with this. There's the helping kind, which is me, and there's the ones that say, don't help your candle, just get the reading of what's going on. But I'm going to tell you why I believe that helping your candle along as it's burning is a positive, because we are doing spell work, we are doing magic, and magic is to shift an energy in the direction that you want it to go. So because of that, we have an opportunity while our spell is burning, while our candle is burning, to shift that energy on a moment-to-moment basis. So rather than just passively sit back and watch your candle, let's say, the candle flame burn out of control, we can you know, snip that wick a little bit to um, put the candle back into a steady, even medium-sized flame and really get the best intention out of what we're putting into that candle. We can get the best outcome for our intention. So here are some of the ways that you can help a candle along. And if you want to see more about this, you can check out the video that I have up online, up on my YouTube channel, or if you go to whodohowto.com, which will take you to my website, you'll see on how to help a candle that is kind of out of control or something like that, it's called. So go check that video out. 
But basically, I show you a couple of techniques. One of them is called splinting a wick. So now if you have a candle that the wick just keeps dipping down into the wax and going out, that's a bad thing. We don't want to see that. That means, oh boy, you don't have a strong enough passion. There's extra work that needs to be done on the material level. It's not a good thing because we want that candle wax to burn completely as our ideal. So splinting a wick means adding an extra wick into that candle. So what you basically do is you take a nail or some a screwdriver or something sharp and pointy, and you poke it down into the wax when the wax is soft, if possible, next to the wick that is going out. And then you put a new piece of wick in that hole that you've made and you light that, and that will relight your candle and get things started. Now, the feedback on that is, obviously, if you're working on something and you have to splint a wick, you're going to need help. You're going to need to work on it extra hard. You're going to need to do something else or try something new to get this objective going. So there's definitely feedback, but you're doing the work to get on the right track spiritually when you do this helping work. Trimming a wick, like we just talked about, if your candle um, flame is burning high, 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 out of control, you want to trim that wick back. Same thing that we see when we have a knot in the wick, you can trim that wick back and get rid of those blocks or those problems when you are um, working on a candle. You can also cut channels in a candle. So if your um, your wick is drowning in wax, there's too much wax and the wick is going out, you can cut little channels in the side of your candle and let the wax flow out and that should get things back on track again. You can also pour off the wax into your tray or dish and get that going that way as well. If you want to make sure that your wax is contained, then you're going to want to make sure that you have a tray or dish that's big enough to support the size of candle. You don't want to pick a tiny little dish for a big candle or you're going to automatically have that wax overflowing and that wouldn't indicate anything except that you made a poor choice in tray or dish. So um, when you pick your tray, dish, or candle holder, you want to pick one that's going to support holding all the wax. The candle holders, the glass candle holders that I sell are the perfect size to contain all the wax for the Coventry Creations candles that I sell. That would be the Blessed Herbal candles, the Motor City Hoodoo candles, the Affirmation candles. Those all fit perfectly in that candle holder and the wax should not spill out, but when it does, it will give you a clear message. When you are working along with a candle that's very smoky, you can clean the soot or smoke off the glass if you're working with a glass candle. If it's a candle burning out of control and smoking, you can trim back the wick. So that's another way. So check out my video. This will show you the things that I'm describing. It's much easier to see it, to understand it. So check out that video on how to work, how to fix your candle spells um, if they're going awry. Now, the other way that you can read a candle is by reading the remains of the candle. So you can read from the work that you did. You can read and get some help around your situation. So look for the shapes in the wax and the herbs and the glitter. If you add glitter to your candles, if you add herbs to your candles, look at the shapes that you see. It's just like tea leaf reading. So tea leaf reading is looking for shapes in the can in the tea leaves. And this is what we can do in the wax. So you can see things like figures, heart shapes, animals, and so on. All symbolic language that you can um, then look up on online. If you look up a tea leaf reading um, guide, for example, um, you can find out what those things mean and understand those. If you are already adept at understanding symbolism, you can trust your intuition on that. You can also look for, as I said, did the wax overflow? Did the wax burn completely? 
And you can look at the soot if you're burning on a glass, in a glass jar or in a glass candle holder, you can look at the soot or the clarity of the candle. Now, our ideal is that the candle is burns clear all the way down, but there are soot or smoke that are more or less positive and some are less positive, some are more positive. So if we see white or gray smoke on the candle, on the glass, um, that would indicate that spirit guides are wanting to help ancestors or your spirit guides are wanting to help with this situation and that they should be called on. They're reaching out to you and they're asking for you to reach out to them so that they can help you with this situation. If you see black smoke, um, it depends on how far down it goes. If it just is at the very top of the candle well, then you probably are working on clearing that out. And I would say, you know, a little bit of smoke isn't necessarily a bad thing. But if you if it goes all the way down or a majority of the way down, then you've got some cleanup that you need to do on a spiritual level. And you might want to do either a cleansing bath or do some kind of um, spiritual cleansing candle and then redo your spell candle again. If you see spots of soot, sometimes we see that, like one spot here and there. Usually what that indicates is that there's some kind of negative thought or belief or pattern that you are um, holding on to, and that needs to be released. And those, of course, could be released with clearing cleansing baths, um, working with oils such as Hindu grass oil or Van Van oil to release and let go of that um, internalized disbelief, negativity, doubting energy or whatever, that internal negativity, lack of confidence and so on. Another thing we can look for in reading remains is our a broken dish or glass or jar. So a broken dish, glass, or jar usually indicates that something is pretty crossed up and so that you may need to do some cleansing, clearing work and some protection work to protect against that negativity. If we see a broken um, dish or glass or jar or mirror, sometimes we place a, a candle on a mirror, those are, those are things indicating that that negativity probably someone has... Um, got some jealousy or some kind of, they got it in for you. And so you want to do that spell again, but I would recommend doing first a cleansing or uncrossing or jinx killer or something like that to get rid of the negativity, then doing some protection work and then doing your spell work. If your herbs or your petition paper burns, that's another thing that you can look for in reading the remains. Um, petition paper burned at the bottom is indicating that your spell work has been sent out there. Your intention has been sent out into the ether. If, if it remains intact, that's also a good sign, but the stronger sign is to see it burned. Burned herbs as you mentioned, Adrian, your candle catching on fire, it's probably the herbs that are catching on fire or the oils or the resins that you're putting on your candle. So if the whole candle lights up, you put camphor on your candle, for example, and that whole candle starts to burn on the outside, um, you may just want to put a little less of those herbs, a little less camphor on the outside of your candle. But those herbs burning are just working your intention, so there's nothing to be alarmed about that. We also look to see what is remaining, and there's certain figural candles that we can look very, you know, see specific messages. For example, with a skull candle, if we see the eyes of the skull opened up, meaning the wax has melted away, that means that that person is looking at you or watching you or somehow watching you online. If the mouth is burned completely away, then that means that the person is going to reach out to you and communicate with you. If the mouth is intact, if the eyes are intact, it means that they are probably closing their eyes to you or that they are not going to reach out to you. So you might want to do a different kind of spell to open up that energy. 
If the back of the head of a skull candle is still intact, it means that you or the topic at hand is on the back of their mind, but may not be in the forefront of their consciousness. It's like the subconscious, the back of the skull. If we're looking at a standing figural candle, the feet not burning would indicate that person's unwillingness to move forward. So whether you're burning candle for yourself or you're burning a candle for someone else, if we see the feet at the bottom of the candle, that base of the candle where the feet are still intact, it may mean an unwillingness to step forward. On the candles that are more regal, like uh, the Nefertiti candle or the um, Egyptian king or Egyptian queen candle, um, when we see the crown intact, that means the um, royal energy, the 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 um, regal energy, the the pride and the power are intact. If we see them melted, it may mean that they need to be um, worked on in some way. If we see open channels um, in the candles, like the candle burns down completely, or we see high walls, again, those are those pillars, those walls we want to knock down. We want to see that there's openings, that the candle's burning completely, that the wax is burning completely. So anytime we see any kind of high walls, blocks, um, you know, leftover remains, it indicates that, that we need to work on those things. When we have a troubled candle, let's say you burn a candle and it's really, 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 really got problems and you're working on it, working on it, working on it. It really is no big deal. And this is one thing I want to emphasize. Don't panic. I, you know, have burned candles for uh, thousands of candles for clients, for myself, you know, for all, you know, all kinds of situations. When I see a troubled candle, I don't, even if I'm burning it for myself, I don't panic over it because what it means is that I just need to do some additional work. Okay, so that candle burn black sooty smoke, um, it gannel, you know, wax was overflowing or that the um, wick dipped down and kept going out. It's not a big deal. I just go back. If it's a problem candle, fix it. If I can fix it and if it's unfixable, then I just burn another candle. You can do like work, you know, if it's indicating to you that you need to do some clearing and cleansing work, then I would do a clearing or cleansing candle before I burn that particular candle again, just to get rid of any negativity and then see how it burns. The candle is only giving you feedback and the feedback is neither negative nor positive. Of course, we want to see the best you know, outcome possible. But even without a great outcome with that um, spell work doesn't mean you can't do that spell work again and work toward getting that better outcome. But always, I recommend doing something, you know, whatever the candle is telling you it needs. Do you need a clearing and cleansing? Do you need to do more work on the material level and so on? You know, take that information and heed that advice and then go back and burn your candle again and see if you don't get a better result. And then speaking of results, uh, we always look for candle results showing up in this way. Whenever we burn a candle, our candle spell is not complete until the candle has burned completely. So we don't want to linger too on long on a candle. We want to burn it completely. So once it's burned completely, within the first few days, we want to see that there is some kind of sign from the universe that is indicating a positive outcome, seeing um, something symbolic, hearing something, or um, getting a message of some kind from the universe. Within the first few weeks of that candle being complete, we should start to see some kind of movement toward our good outcome. So that movement would be, um, you know, for example, things start picking up. If we're doing a candle for um, a job, for example, we start getting uh, callbacks to do interviews or something like that. Or if we're doing a candle spell to get someone to love us, then that person starts reaching out, liking us on, you know, social media or something like that. 
And then within a few months, we should see the final culmination. If at any point within the three days, the few months or the few weeks, we don't see any movement, we don't see any outcome, we don't see any sign, then we need to go back and do some more work. And that work would be indicated by what we see when we read the candle, when we read the remains of that candle. So that should tell you how to read a candle, the basics of how to read a candle and help you understand. You know, when I do a candle spell for clients, I always do a video candle reading at the end, showing them what I'm talking about, what I see in that candle burn so that they can do those, um, take those actions that are going to help bring that outcome about. So now you understand if you get a candle spell done, you'll know what I'm talking about when I do that. So that's about does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you would like to get even more info about this topic, then you'll definitely want to check out my YouTube video on how to fix a candle spell. And please subscribe to the Spell a Week newsletter and you'll get a free copy of my ebook, Seven Secrets to Supercharge Your Spell Work. And that will tell you more about burning candles and magically what they mean. So you want to check that out as well. I want to say another huge thank you to Adrian for her super inspiring question about how to read candles. And if you have a question about spells, hoodoo, law of attraction, divination, or any other magical or spiritual topic, I want you to go to magicandthelawofattraction.com and submit your questions there. Your questions are amazing. I love reading your questions. Please send them in. They're so much fun for me to read. And I love, they're so inspiring. This this whole podcast exists because you guys ask questions. Um, If your question gets chosen for a future episode, you, like Adrian, will get a $50 gift certificate to my online store, Madame Pamita's Parlor of Wonders, which is an esoteric emporium, spiritual apothecary, and repository of arcane wisdom. Basically, the Parlor of Wonders is your one-stop online shop for magical supplies, tarot reading spells, classes, and a ton of free magical instruction. You can buy candles there. The candles that we've talked about on this episode today are all available at parlorofwonders.com. So check it out. Go on over there and check them out. I want to say a huge thank you to all the Law of Attractioneers. Magic and the Law of Attractioneers. What do I call you guys? Law of Attraction Magicians? I don't know. Anything. Anyway, uh, all of you out there who have subscribed and shared this podcast with your friends, and I want to give big, big love to those of you who have left a review on iTunes. Every time we do this podcast, I am so thankful for you because those reviews are the lifeblood of podcasting. Those help other people find our podcasts, increase our popularity, and much, much more. So please, if you haven't yet, go to iTunes, subscribe, and put a, a review down. Each episode, we have a little contest here where I pull my favorite written review and give that person a free 30-minute tarot reading with me. So this week's pick is from Um Batala. Um Omu Batala. I can't even say Omu Batala. I always mangle the name, sorry. Um said amazing. I absolutely love this podcast. I found it and listened to all the episodes on my drive from Michigan to South Carolina. I took two trips that day, one for the road and one in the world of magic. Madame Pamita is so inspiring. She has ignited a wonder for all things magical for me. She's as real and down to earth as she is high flying and magical. She really draws you in and makes learning magic fun. I also love that she makes magic accessible to all people and suggests modifications to fit all lifestyles. Happy to be a law of attractioneer. Oh, there. Omo Batala says law of attractioneer. That's what I'm calling you guys. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you so much, Omu Batala. And you send me an email and I will send you your uh, 
voucher for a free 30-minute reading. And last week's um, person who uh, sent in our, let me get that person, hold on. Uh, Last week's person who sent in our pick, which was Gonzo's Pet Chicken, also send me an email. I forgot to mention that. Send me an email so I know how to reach you, and I'll send you that um, certificate good for a 30-minute reading. So, Thank you, both of you, last week, last episode and this episode. Um, thanks again. So, and thanks to all of you for listening. I look forward to bringing you more magic, more fun, more education in our future episodes. And next week or next episode, I keep saying next week. I hope to put these out every week, but we'll see how it goes. Next episode, um, I'm looking forward to answering the question, how do we access our past lives? Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. <laughs>